time to pay our bills by shouting out our sponsors. Fellas, if you're like me, you respect women for their minds and their tits. And you love their tits as much as, or probably a lot more, than their minds. I don't know. This came off way more sexist than funny. Shit. But anyway, OnlyFans.com slash SinfulSavage. It's S-Y-N-F-U-L-S-A-V-A-G-E. Check her out. Subscribe to her page. DM her a message with G-H-B-T in the description. Let her know that we are the ones who turned you on to her. And she has agreed to give you your second month 50% off. And she'll send you a nice little welcome package of some hot shit. So do that. Get your dick nice and hard, fellas and ladies. Once again, that's OnlyFans.com slash SinfulSavage. S-Y-N-F-U-L-S-A-V-A-G-E. SinfulSavage. Send her a message with G-H-B-T, our fucking initials, in the message for 50% off your second month and a free welcome sexy bonus package of nice stuff. So, yeah, you're welcome, everyone. Enjoy it. Church. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Giraffes Have Black Tongues. I'm Ralph. I'm Dave. And I'm Donnie. Alright, today we're going to do a special episode because the world has been a little bit on fire lately, and we want some perspective about it from some past guests and a new guest. First things first, uh, somebody new we have is a Josh Willard. How are you doing today, Josh? I am doing great. Good, good. And Josh, uh, I'll give a little bit of information before we go on to our other two guests. You know, Josh was actually there for the Cleveland riots. He wanted to support the cause, so he went out there. We're going to get a little perspective of what he saw. I don't think we should refer to him as the Cleveland riots. He was there for the Cleveland protest, the peaceful protest that escalated a little bit. Fair enough. Which one are you, Josh? Are you a rioter or a protester? Both are uh, cool. I like both. <laughs> I primarily went there to show support for the protest. But also, okay. I am a photographer, so I was there just trying to document what I saw. It is true. He is a photographer as well. I forgot that. Um, no, fair enough. Very, very valid point, Dave. And then we have returning guest, Chris. Chris, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, good. We're, you know, we're always glad to have you and get a little insight from you. We we know you like to talk about subjects like this. And then we also have, uh, we had to pull oh, wait, away. Wait. Chris, huh? rioter or protester? Which one are you? <laughs> Which one am I? Yeah. Oh, well, how are the cops reacting? Uh, no, but uh, no, no, definitely <laughs> protester. I think that's right. the way to go. But, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And then we have our returning guest, Terry Barnes. We had to pull him away from his schedule, but we do appreciate him showing up. Terry, how are you doing today? What's up, man? Doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. And I guess same question. Yeah. I mean, we'll get more into, uh, you know, uh, why I think of it. But, you know, I'm a protester. But uh, if need be, you know, uh, I wouldn't say rioter, you know, because riots just riots more of an opportunist thing, you know, uh, based on emotion. But if it gets there, it gets there. You know what I'm saying? I would say survivor myself. (laughs) Also, I do want to point out that 
Although I don't condone riots, like I have said on Facebook, I do need a new PS4. So unrelated, if you find one, <laughs> DM me. Just, you know, let me know. We'll talk. Wink. Wink. Um, so all right, let's get into this, Josh. Now you were there for the protest. You're there to take what 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 did you see? Give us a little bit of what went on while you were there. Let's let's hear your story here. Sure. So I heard that the protest started, I think, around one thirty or 2. I showed up there at about 2.30 to a crowd of what the news said was about 3,000 people. Um, it, it was a lot. And there's a lot of people all packed onto one block in front of the Justice Center. And it was peaceful for a while. There's definitely escalations, I think, on both sides there. The crowd started throwing like empty water bottles, and then the graffiti started after that. But I think that the response that the police had was maybe a little bit heavy-handed and just kind of made things worse because they started bringing out riot gear. They started bringing out like their little golf cart-looking things with tear gas in the back and shit. And it just really got out of control really fast. It went from, you know, one minute being perfectly fine for the most part, I guess. But, you know, 20 minutes later, people are running away people are getting hit with tear gas and pepper spray and it just started to go downhill really fast from there now you know obviously once tear gas happens i don't care how peaceful of a person you're trying to be if tear gas hits you know we all know that that's obviously going to agitate and you know make things worse when did it really get out of hand for you when were you like holy shit i need to probably get out of here like when when did shit really hit the fan for you during this uh, there was a couple times where, you know, I'm in the crowd and there's something going on at the front of the Justice Center. They're sending cops out or something like that. And the crowd would just start like running in front of you. So there's a couple times where it was kind of like a false start where I started running, too, because I didn't know what they were running from. But you could definitely tell when they were starting to get more aggressive because they started firing like shotguns off in the air. And they started bringing out, you know, cops in the full ride gear with their shields and their pepper spray and batons and all that sort of thing. And I think that's that's kind of when it blew over. And once people started, you know, trashing the cop cars that were parked on the street, that's kind of when I made my exit. Now, I know you said one of an officer like had a gun pointed at you at some point. Like, what was the deal with that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he like I had my camera with me, so I don't know if he saw me out of the corner of his eye and wasn't sure what he saw. But he was just walking in a line of other you know officers, and he just like stopped, turned, and pointed it at me, and then kept walking. It was like they were punking me or something. They were just like seeing if I was going to flinch or some shit. It was weird. Oh shit! Okay, well that is uh that's intense. Now, you know, let me ask you guys this, and we'll start with uh we'll start with Terry and then we'll go to Chris. I mean, Terry, what do you what do you think about these protests and that they you know they developed very heavily? Do you think it's justified? I mean, how do you feel? And you know, and in my opinion, you know, I've I've talked to you all about this a little bit. I think for a long time, you know, poor people and the disenfranchised have not been listened to, and I think it's it's a it's a build up kind of thing. But I mean, what are your thoughts about it, Terry? Well, if we're going to the base root of the protest, which would be the terrible killing of George Floyd at the hands of uh, Minneapolis police, you know, if that's the protest because, you know, us as people are sick and tired of seeing stuff like that, I really don't think it matters, uh, your, you know, your economic stature, you know, if you're rich, if you're poor, if you're white, if you're purple, it doesn't matter because as a human being with the heart, you know, you know that's wrong. 
And uh, you know my history, you know, uh, you know, my real father was killed by the San Diego Police Department. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I have, you know, in, in a very, very similar way, you know, choked out. And then they said he had a heart attack. That's the reason he died. You know, it was five or six officers. And, um, you know, when I seen that video, I cried for that man because, you know, I just pictured every other person that, you know, the media has shown and the media hasn't shown that just felt completely helpless in that. So the protest, like I got a little off topic, but the protests um, in a moral standpoint are a good idea. The only problem is you get that much anger, that much fear, that much resentment. And that much uh, just pure hatred and in one area like that, because, you know, they blocked off certain areas. They're like, you have to be here. You get that many people. It's almost like they wanted this to happen to a certain extent because they knew it was going to happen if they provoked a crowd of, would you say, Josh, 3000 people? Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I know if I got OC spray, which is what they shoot off as OC spray. Um, so it's the same stuff they use in the state prisons when something goes off. But a lot of times they'll put them in uh, paintball guns and shoot OC spray paintballs at people. This stuff's no bueno, man. You know, you have to use a neutralizing spray or a milk. Dude, if, if I get OC sprayed, I'm no longer a nice guy. I'll put it that way. Um, so I don't know if they thought that, you know, someone was going to see one thing of tear gas and they were all going to go home in their cars peacefully. But I, while I don't agree with the looting and the opportunist, opportunistic behavior of destroying everything around, because uh, I think I read a stat, there was 34 uh, Black-owned businesses in Cleveland that were completely destroyed because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, while I don't agree with that, I do agree with the cause. But there's really, it, it's to a point now where I don't think that, I don't think people think there's any other way to be hurt. And it's a scary, mm-hmm. scary thing because this is just the start of something because I don't think this is going to stop. Okay, okay. And Chris, I mean, I mean, Chris, uh, same question. I mean, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this? I mean, do you think, uh, like, it's it's at a certain point out of everybody's hands because the way things have been going on for years, or do you think things could have been different? What do you mean by different? I think the. I mean, I agree with Terry that. This is something that has been, it's something that has been needed to happen. Like there needs to be change. The police are out of control. I mean, and that's true of whether you're black or white. I mean, I've heard the statistics lean towards that they're more racist towards black people, which I don't have the numbers in front of me. And I don't like getting that argument because I feel like statistics like that are influenced by real world racism and real world numbers like that but i i think it's protests are a great idea i i think that people should be out there demanding change and i honestly i feel like a lot of riots i i feel like there was a lot of outside instigators there's reports of whites dressing up as like like taking over black Lives matter posts bring out the, these people there's other People are blaming Antifa. I mean, there's other groups out there that want to co-op this cause. And even then, like, even the police are out there. There's so many videos of police just instigating crowds. And I've seen police pull off people's face masks and pepper spray them. I've seen people, I've seen the, the one video where the guy was pepper sprayed. And as he's sitting there wiping his eyes, they shoot uh, T. 
canister in his face. You know what I mean? The, there's little kids out there getting pepper sprayed. Like my biggest problem is that the police have a lot of power, which you could argue that they should, but a lot of them don't treat it with the, the as resp- with the responsibility that it warrants that kind of power. And there's changes that could be made to have somebody overseeing this power or holding them responsible. Terrible things happen or like somebody gets killed or whatever and that shouldn't have. And a lot of there's a lot of things like that that aren't used or that aren't available to punish people like police officers and people who do that. Like, do I agree with? No, it's terrible. You shouldn't be destroying mom and pop shops and black owned businesses like that. That's awful. That's not going to help anything long term. That's just going to set those people. I think right is a legitimate form of protest. I think it should be like a nuclear option, personally. But I, I think there's a lot of factors that, from what I can tell, I wasn't there or anything, but from what I've read, people have wanted to be peaceful. And there's a lot of different groups that are trying to take advantage of it. For what, I actually wanted to ask Josh if he saw anything like that, like any kind of provocations to the peaceful protests or if he saw anybody that looked like they didn't belong there kind of thing because like that was one of the biggest things like you see people like i can't remember i think it was in what Louisville, and there's just this this white guy just dressed in all black with a black umbrella and he's just walking up and hitting an auto zone with a hammer busting out all these windows and it's like that that's not suspicious when you have all these people around him telling him this but the people that are gonna get blamed are black lives matter protests so then the black people Right, right. The face well, of that that organiza- of that movement. So they're the ones that are going to get vilified. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. So. Well, Joshua, did you see anything like that? It's tough to say. Uh, pretty much everyone out there was in all black, you know, head to toe, uh, face masks and everything like that. I, For the most part, the people that I saw that had like baseball bats and like their backpacks and stuff were white people. But the first person that I saw actually like swinging bats at windows was a black girl. I think you get 3,000 angry people out there. You're going to definitely draw on some people that are opportunistic. They just, they want to riot. They want to fuck shit up. And I think there was definitely some people out there like that. But I think, I also saw, I think, some of the best of people out there. Because there was people running around with, you know, bottles of water filled with milk. Helping people get the gas out of their eyes and the pepper spray out of their eyes and stuff like that. Running around making sure everybody was okay. There's definitely a huge mix of people out there. I wouldn't be surprised if there were people out there that really didn't give a shit about the movement and just wanted to, you know, fuck shit up or like an excuse to riot. Okay, okay. And now, uh, Dave and Donnie, I mean, what are you, what are your opinions about this as we're moving forward? Yeah, they should be having protests. I don't care about them burning down a Target. I think that's funny, but I, I think the fucking with the small businesses suck. But if it's like a big corporation, they're like, oh, we burned down a bank. I'm like, fuck the bank. I don't give a shit. So I've I found a lot of interesting things about that, just like following memes on the internet, actually. Uh, so probably my opinion will be more chaotic than you guys are okay. uh, I, I enjoy watching it a lot uh, i know it's horrible but i do enjoy when like big business gets fucked over like that uh and chris brought up something about people trying to take over the black lives matter movement did you guys hear about the blackout today the media blackout no yeah. okay so all these tv stations and radio stations decided to um just play nothing for like eight minutes or whatever 
uh, you know, the same amount of time that George Floyd was suffocated to like show solidarity. But actually, it was just like a 4chan thing that they made up and somehow got all these companies um, just by using a hashtag to do this. And I guess the whole reason for it was just like to get the media to shut the fuck up is what they said. So I just heard about that like right before we got in here. So DJ Mathematics from the Wu Tang was calling that shit out all day long. Like, really? It. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it was a suspicious name. Like you call it a blackout. I think that's a little too clever for what it is, you know, for the situation that is. I, I thought that name was a little strange. I'm like, that's kind of a weird name for them to be calling it. But anyway, I, I just heard about that. Okay. But I mean, sure, I think we need to have protests and shit like that. Like, the cops have been fucking around for way too long. This shit isn't just getting started. We've had riots come and go for fucking, like, 400 years probably now. Yeah. Uh, at least since the 6th, since Martin Luther King. Oh, yeah. So, it's just continuing. Yeah. But I think the problem with the police that they need to change is their, like, honor code, protect your own and shit. Like, they gotta drop that bullshit. I think if they did that, if they weren't trying to just, like, make sure other cops didn't get in trouble, I think that would be a good first step toward uh, fixing it. I'd have to agree. I think there's a serious, like, structural problem with the way cops are held accountable because, like, internal affairs that investigates cops when they do stuff like this, that's just other cops that used to work with the people they're, you know, investigating. Like, Mm -hmm. you work with somebody for 10 years or whatever – and you're out there facing like life and death on the street every day, you form a really tight bond. And then your opinion of them becomes biased and you lose the ability to become objective when you're supposed to be investigating them. Now, let me ask you this. So we were getting ready to talk to Terry a little bit about this, but I want to hit Chris with it first. And then we're going to go to Terry and then we'll go to Josh to a little bit of reverse order. Now, and I've, I was telling Dave and, Dave and Terry about this, and I, me and Josh talked about it for a little bit. People have just, like, straight forgot about the virus altogether. And, you know, I know everybody has different opinions about the virus, but, Chris, because of the way things have been going on and people all over each other, obviously in the next two weeks we're going to see an increase of numbers. How bad do you think it'll get? Or do you think because of the actions we took being quarantined, it'll help out a little and curve it? Or do you think it's just going to get out of hand? I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens, honestly, because I think I heard an off-show discussion with Terry, and they have been, they've been um, editing and revising what they think and projections and things like that. So, like, it started off a little more extreme. If it was as extreme as they made it sound like in the beginning, we should see a huge spike, I think, with all these people around each other, because obviously everybody's, like, practically on top of each other at these things. Like, I know a lot of people wearing masks there. There's only so much that's going to do, and you're not going to wear a mask the whole time if you're out there. And then once it hits the fan, you're not going to think about, oh, I should be six feet away and have that stuff. So I don't know. I'm really curious to see the data. And I think, and I, this is just me. Uh, you guys, anyone can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like we're not getting the most accurate of data sometimes either. I feel like sometimes we're not getting the best data we can get. Like I know the. For Ohio, the the health board just said we got an increase of 400 in, like, the span of a couple days. I, what does that consist of? Is it pe- yeah, is this people that are asymptomatic? Do they count those people? Do they count people that have had it before? What are they separating their numbers into? We, we're not getting – we're getting numbers, but we're not getting, like, separation of what they are, what they equal to. So it's hard to tell where we really stand, you know? 
Terry and I, I know you had some thoughts about the the virus and where we stand. Uh, what were you getting ready to say before we started? Uh, I know through my journeys of you know being you know in some way, shape, or form uh, being controlled by you know state of Ohio or you know being uh, locked down or told to do this, told to do that. And the easiest way to control someone is to cut them off, being deaf, dumb, and blind. We're never going to hear what's really happening. They're only going to let us see what they want us to see. And the dumber they keep us on things, like if they, you know, the easiest way to control people is the, you know, the emotion of fear. Because our, our, our most primitive instinct is fight or flight. That's the reason why people, you know, do most things, you know, uh, adrenaline jumps, you know, the anything like that everybody wants to replicate the fight or flight response because that's when you feel the most alive um so when you make people as you know it's called it's like you know i've heard you know some because i don't really identify on any wing like conservative liberal you know anything like that because i i I, you know i'm a free thinker and uh I, i you know i i agree with some things that everyone says and I form my own opinion on it based on you know, my personal beliefs. And I try to keep bias out of, it, out of it as much as possible, because if I'm wrong as a man, I feel like I should admit that I'm wrong. So I feel like, you know, they already opened the beaches, what, a month and a half ago or a month ago or something like that. And the minute they open the beaches for the first couple of days, they're like, oh, there's so many new cases, da, 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 da. Well, after like the third or fourth day, when people were tired of hearing about it, we stopped hearing about it. If this was as bad as it was, you know, if 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 it's as extreme as they're trying to tell us it is, they wouldn't be worried about, you know, consumerism as much as they are, because, you know, the dollar is worth more. You know, we're only worth as much as we, you know, as our weight in gold, as much as we can provide. Uh, If it was as bad as it was, how come small businesses that see 15, 20 people a day weren't allowed to stay open? But Walmart, when there's, you know, 700 people in there, you know, fighting over toilet paper, stabbing someone for some bounty, how come they were allowed to stay open? It's hard to say because I don't know what to believe. I, I do believe it's a serious thing. And I feel like it's more geared towards, you know, our older generation or people with respiratory issues. It's just like with, you know, the SARS pandemic or the H1N1 flu or the swine flu. Or, you know, uh, things like that, you know, if it attacks the respiratory system and someone is, you know, prone to or already, you know, at a disadvantage with that, God bless them because I hope they're okay. But most people that get it, what is it, a 90, I, I can't remember what they said, it's something, it's gone from like 92 to 99 to most people, it's, you know, it's like a point something, you know, that are truly, really affected with it. And I truly believe that we, as a people, have as this has been around since late last year because I know several people who got sicker than crap. Um, nobody knew what was wrong with them. Same symptoms, you know, and now they're coming to say it's been here since January or December. Just like when I was a kid with chicken pox, you know, my mom made me play with the kid with chicken. And my mom also didn't think because she made me play with the kid, you know, and I ended up getting scarlet fever and almost dying. You know, there's... If I was always constantly worried about, you know, death or being sick or anything like that, you know, I couldn't live my life. But at the same time, I had to be mindful of other people and what they choose. So it's really kind of a hard uh, dilemma to be in as a free thinker or as a human being, you know. 
All right, and Josh, I mean, same question. I mean, what are your thoughts about this? Uh, you know, we've been dealing with the virus for quite some time now, and especially with everything going on, how do you think it's going to affect us moving forward? Oh, yeah, I think I'll start. I'll go back to what you said originally about, I think, people like forgetting about the virus. And I don't think that's the case. I think, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people that were probably down there, it just felt that it was worth the risk, that what was happening down there was important enough to risk it with it going on. but. COVID-19 does affect African-Americans, you know, disproportionately high compared to any other race. I think it was in uh, Louisiana, mm-hmm. 70% of the COVID deaths in Louisiana were African-Americans and they make up 33% of the population. You know, it was really high. So we're seeing like a lot of these protests and stuff out there. Those crowds are going to be predominantly black as well. So I think it'd be really interesting to see what happens, you know, after in the next day. couple of weeks. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. True. True. And I think I, 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 I know I told you, and I know I told Terry my biggest concern, and especially when it comes to the small business stuff. And you know, I'm with Donnie. I don't care if you burn down a police building. I don't care if you burn down a bank. Whatever. You know, big business has been fucking me over long enough to where this, I'm fine to see a bit a business burn down, burn down a Walmart for all I care. But in your community, you know, the first thing I think about is this old uh, old lady or an old man who goes to the same place every day to get their prescriptions and stuff. That building doesn't exist. How the hell do they get it? And if the virus does do what it's supposed to, they say it's going to do in the next two weeks here, Minneapolis has just basically dug their own grave because most of their local businesses are burned out. Where are they going to get their treatment and stuff from? You know what I mean? You're, you're, you've, you've burnt down all your resources. It's a scary thought. You know, I don't I don't know what's going to happen from there. And it is it's going to be crazy. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, uh Dave and Donnie, I mean, what do you think about this? So unfortunately, I think that the tension that's been felt in the entire country from the COVID-19 like pandemic is 100% like the reason that everyone is so involved in the like protests and everything for the George Foster murder. I think like we just had the Ferguson killing, like, what was that, two years ago? Mm-hmm. Trayvon Martin? Like, how many, like, innocent black men have been murdered in this country over the last, like, five, ten years that, like, everyone was super involved in for, like, ten seconds and then forgot about or just, like, moved on from five minutes later? I, I think, unfortunately, because everyone's been, like, quarantined inside at home and they've all got nothing going on, no sports, no, like, escapism going on for, like, the privileged white community i i think that's the main reason this is like such a huge topic right now and like the only way we're gonna I, I agree i agree with that 100 percent. actually yeah i i mean it's all gonna a lot of it is gonna all depend on november when like elections hit back in unfortunately unless unless we make an actual legitimate change in the fucking country and the structure of the country then in november like we are going to be like repeating this again unfortunately in like two three months which fucking is terrible so i mean it's kind of a blessing in disguise all of this shit that's been going on at at least i don't want to yeah that sounds terrible not not in that way but like it's it's at least like opened a thousand more people's eyes to this like horrible injustice and it's gotten way more people like aware of it and like wanting to take part in it and try to like fight for some kind of change at least so can i can i ask josh um yeah jump on in here if he could 
like did you notice like a particular age range with a crowd at 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 the pro I only ask because these two seems to think we're all bored and that's why we're protesting apparently. I just wanted to know if because I was listening to a podcast today and they were saying basically I was just I'm just curious if it's like a younger generation that has seen more of these attacks because of things like the internet. Kids get smartphones at 13, you know, is what Gen Z is out there called after millennials. Like they've been experiencing this. Like this has been in their face since they possibly since they were like 11 or 12. So, I mean, that could be another reason that there's so many, so many people out there and they're finally like, this is like their big chance kind of thing. And I mean, this this killing happened, and then what was his name? I, uh, Aubrey. Oh uh, yeah, I'm at Aubrey. Yeah, his killing happened not too long ago, and the, the police sat on that video for three months. Like until that got leaked out, nobody was even going to say anything about it. So it's like right, like right, and then there are two high profile kind of issues like this could have set off this younger generation. Yeah, I would definitely say that the crowd skewed younger. Uh, I think you kind of see that with ideology in general like college age high school age kids they don't they don't have all the responsibilities and stuff that an adult would have that kind of keeps them from throwing themselves into these things because younger people are just more emotional about this kind of stuff they they think about it more you know they don't have to put food on the table and they're not as concerned i think with preserving tranquility as they are with things that they are really passionate about, the changes that they want to see. You see a lot of these people that are posting now about how horrible, like these riots and stuff and all this is. But, you know, when George, the old George Floyd video came out, you know, none of them said anything about that because it didn't affect them. But now people can't go downtown because there's riots. People are seeing property get destroyed businesses get destroyed like now it's affecting them it's encroaching on their territory because now their fragile peace is gone you know momentarily so yeah i definitely think it's skewed a lot younger okay okay well i guess my next question here uh if anybody does anybody have anything else to answer before i move on or to add what was the funniest thing you saw at the riot or protests, sorry, I'm using them interchangeably. Did anything like funny happen? Because I've been watching a lot of riot news lately. I've seen a lot of funny stuff. Just looking at that, has, did you see anything like that? The to one thing the that did make me laugh is that uh, the girl I mentioned earlier that had a baseball bat that was hitting windows. She was trying to hit the Justice Center windows, but those are ballistic glass, so oh, she's cool. just hitting it, and the bat's just bouncing off. Nothing's happening. Uh, that was kind of funny. All right. Awesome. I, I, I like that kind of stuff going on, too. Just like people doing goofy shit. Like, did you guys see the guy stealing Legos in the background of one of those like photos uh, at a listen, Target? That guy was fucking I awesome. That one today. I'll, yeah. I'll tell all of you right now. You guys <laughs> laugh about that. But I used to know a guy who was like uh, like uh, my like fiance's sisters. They were going to get married. This guy collected Legos for a living and he had over like $50,000 worth of Legos that he would sell at any point in time. Like, I guess people are really uh, on the Lego train for some reason. I don't know. I don't get it personally. And I collect a lot of crazy things, but like, I don't, I don't get why people are so obsessed with Legos. He had like Lego money for days. Like his, his whole 
His whole backup to money was in Legos, I think. I swear to God, it was ridiculous. It's a good investment. I I want free Apparently. Legos. That's like that's like a good reason for me to go to like one of these riots. Why not? Right, did you guys right, did, did, did you guys hear about autism horse? Have you guys ever heard of that? Did you read anything about autism horse? No. No. <laughs> It's apparently some sort of monument to spread autism awareness. It's just like a horse painted with puzzle pieces. I don't I don't get it. But somebody just this, during one of the rides just like stole autism horse. They just like put it on top of their truck and drove away and then put it next to a dumpster. I don't know why this makes me laugh so that much, but I've been laughing about it all day. That wasn't the whole adventure of autism horse. Like he was involved really? in some uh, some glass breaking here and there. He had a couple different parties too. Oh hell like yeah! People would use them, and then they'd put them back or put them somewhere, and somebody else would pick them up. And... <laughs> that's fucking that's terrible. Awesome. I love that's, it. That's, that is funny as hell. I'm not gonna lie. That is, I love. I love autism horse. <laughs> here, giraffes have black tongues. We like to keep it light sometimes. Talk yeah, about autism yeah. horse. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's the title of this episode <laughs> is autism horse. I like it. I like it too a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. That, that's good. Uh, well, I guess the next question, this is for all three of you. Uh, you can answer individually or you can chime in. I mean, how do you think Trump as a leader is handling everything that has been going on within <laughs> a year so far? Because I I think he doesn't even know what to do anymore. I feel like at this point in time, he's just like, he's just overwhelmed and it's just like, fuck it. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. How do you think Trump is dealing with everything so far as a leader? And do you think it will affect his re-election? Clearly nailing it. Can we can we sense my sarcasm there? Oh, yeah. Please, if not, totally edit that serious. out. Please edit that out. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I like how he walked to that church, the Martin Luther King church, and like was holding up the Bible for a photo opportunity. What the but fuck? But that was after he made sure everyone got shot with uh, tear gas pellets yeah. first, cleared them <laughs> the fuck out of his photo op, and then he fucked up the photo op. Like, what a fucking moron. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, didn't he hold the Bible upside down or backwards or something? Yeah, yeah it was, it was awesome. upside down. Cunt. <laughs> Jesus funny. Christ. I mean, I mean, same question for our guest. I mean, what do you guys think about how things are being handled so far, Trump-wise? Uh, and any, either one, any one of you can answer, from Josh Terry or Chris on down. I think it's, it's pretty hypocritical. I Because when it's white nationalists marching, he says, you know, there's great people on both sides. But when it comes to this, it just condemns it full stop. It kind of shows where his priorities lie for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. What about you, Terry? Uh, oh, man. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. On drafts have black tongues, there's no such thing as the unpopular opinion. Your opinion you're entitled to your opinion, regardless oh, no. to what it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out words on how I really feel about this. Uh, I'll put it this way. I wouldn't want to be in his position because, truthfully, I don't think – because if you really get down to it, man, the president is really just a paid actor to represent the laws that are passed behind him. And the fact that we have Joe Biden and Donald Trump as our two presidential candidates uh, really kind of makes me want to put a rope around a semi fan and go for a spin. What pervert versus pervert? Who you got? Yeah, I'm going to go libertarian. But because, you know, he's he really, you know, I, I have I have zero problems with I try to have zero problems with anybody 
you know, uh, because, you know, I try not to hate anyone, man. But uh, the fact is that he's just as scared as everyone else. And you can tell, like, you can, you can just tell, like, with the white nationalists, I almost feel like he wasn't afraid because they're white. And he feels like, you know, those are his people. But then as soon as this happens, he was like, I'm going to start shooting everybody in this mug, man, back up. You know, because they even, what, didn't they go to the White House? He had to sleep in a bunker? Yeah, they went to the White House. Uh, I don't know how far they got. Uh, I'm anybody pretty sure can... he slept in a bunker overnight because they rushed to the White House. And I heard something along the lines of over 40 Secret Service agents were injured. Really interesting. Yeah, and if anybody has information about that, fill us in. Like, I don't know the yeah, that's, extent. That's only, that's only something I've heard from uh, two guys I work with that told me about it. I mean, I've been... I've been trying to stay off social media and out of these topics as much as possible because sadly and 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 sadly a lot of people you know will see me and act like I don't have any idea what this cause is about and I'm tired of explaining that I know exactly how this feels you know like the George Floyd thing so I yeah. just kind of like stay out of it because first off I'm super busy and I and I support them with Donald Trump, man, uh, he's handling it terrible. This is a crack of shit, and uh, yeah. it's not a good. It goes down to all forms of our, of our all branches of our government right now. Like, why are there no uh, emergency laws happening to uh, that aren't negative against the protesters? Every everything that is going on right now is negative against the protesters, aka the National Guard, curfews, da 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 da. Why don't we go to the root of the problem? And go with uh, in emergency investigations and police brutality. Why don't we do, uh, you know, uh, emergency, uh, like, take, I bet you, I guarantee you, I, I'll bet you a hundred grand, dude, right now, if they started removing private prisons from states, then a lot of this would go away. That's just my thing, because money you know, they're, you're, 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 free, you're free slavery in prison, man, especially these yeah. private prisons. I mean, it's been proven that that's what they are. These private prisons are free slavery. It's true. I think now, you know, going back to them being there in Washington, I think that Donald Trump literally sacrificed the whole state before they let him even touch his toupee. That's what, so I 100% believe that he probably slept somewhere else. Um, Chris, yeah, I, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on Trump, and how do you think this will affect his reelection? My thoughts on Trump? I'm, I'm just, just going to say I'm not a Trump fan. I don't want to reiterate things that are already said. I think everything he does is just to feed his voter base. It's just his brand. Mm -hmm. Like his speech, this speech before he went to the church, he's got to throw things at I'm protecting your rights, including your second amendment, right? And then he's got to name drop Antifa when he's talking about terrorist organizations. And that's just in brand on brand. Everybody, like a lot of the people that vote for, uh, I think there's a reason that you play to the whites of branding. I'm not calling him a racist. I don't want to make those accusations. There are people with that kind of mindset that vote for him. And I, I just think, I just think everything he does is just just trying to get himself reelected. I mean, he's been campaigning since practically he got to the white house so overall is what he does. It's just caters to the one crowd. I, I feel Okay, what were you going to say? News four hours ago. Hey, uh, the state of Minnesota filed civil rights charges against the Minneapolis Police Department. Someone oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, okay. Four hours ago. Yeah, oh, I wow. saw that too. 
They also, uh, I can't remember what state it was in, but there was those six officers that pulled that couple out of the car. Man. They also were, they brought charges up on them too. So, I mean, yeah, I you can argue that, that, yeah, I think, I think you're right. And you can argue that, that things like this just wouldn't happen if people weren't so upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and, I, and this is what I was telling people before, and then, like I said, this is just my opinion. I know there are certain people out there that will tell you, and, and I'm sure people have seen me argue on Facebook, that there are a way to go about things if you want change. You got to get people in office that are on your side, and this is no way, you know, writing's no way to get people on their side. But, you know, and I've told you guys this, and I've said this on the podcast a couple of times. It's like, gee, how often do you have to be unheard? Before people get like insane, and you know, I and I've said this on my Facebook too, that if police, nobody's listening to somebody, and police are treating people like animals psychologically, what do you think they're going to act like? You know, people people have all these names for them and say they're doing this and that, but people get tired. You know, chickens come to roost eventually. You can't you can't just not listen to a group of people and ignore the stuff they need and provide zero change for so long. Without people wanting to fuck some shit up, honestly, and, and that's just that's just my thought on it. You know, I don't think do I think it's the right thing to do necessarily? No, but that's that's what you get when you're not listening. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, I think instead of people thinking about why this is happening, it's like how do we get here in the first place? And I, I think people should really marinate on that. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think the violence and rioting and smashing shit up is is a good thing, but I think if, you know, they did press charges on him, on the cop that did it. So I think if they're afraid that something like this is going to happen every time that an injustice like this happens, maybe that's just a silver lining. Could be. Obviously, nobody wants to see violence like this. You know, I saw a little girl, saw a little girl get maced. And also, not for nothing, I'm going to say this. You're probably terrible parents if you're taking your eight-year-old daughter out to a, to, a, to a protest. Like, I'm not judging those parents. Maybe they couldn't find a sitter. But if your child gets maced and you have to pour milk on your child, that's not a great childhood memory, I feel like. That's one for the garbage men. That's just, that's just my opinion. Yeah, it's way too dangerous out there. Like, any of these protests at any time could become violent. Just it depends on how the crowd turns and how the police responds. I think that's a risk that you have to know going into it. And I don't think you should bring your kid into that. I mean, you're not going to go through the family scrapbook and go, oh, Cynthia, remember the time you got maced? Oh, you cried like a bitch. No, like, you're not going to do that. You're going to be like, oh, that was, in hindsight, that was a bad idea to bring, like, a 10-year-old child to a, a I fucking... I mean, I bring my kid in the hopes that someone would see that and not mace me because I have a kid with me. It's a human shield. not doing anything that should result in me being maced over. Maybe that's, that's a tactic. Smart. Hold your baby in front of you and go, you wouldn't shoot a baby, would you? Yeah. I mean, hunty <laughs> pieces of shit the cops are, you know? That's on them. Look how shitty the cops are, and you're, like, holding your kid up to them. As like, as I'm, I'm sorry, wait, wait, what did you say, Chris? Behind her, yeah. I just, I just wonder, like, why, why would a cop mace a kid, though? Like, that's, that's the question exactly. that I feel like is being overlooked here, because, sure, they probably shouldn't have been there in the first place, but... I mean, her face, I'm pretty sure if we're talking about the same picture, her face was, like, covered in it. Like, you don't just accidentally get your whole... Well, she was pretty threatening. Obviously. <laughs> so it was Tamir Rice, right? I mean, he had, yeah, had to be gunned up, you know? Yeah. Someone had to stop that kid.
just wanted to stop, yeah. Probably kicked an officer in the shins, and he was like, back the fuck up, and just like, started spraying the shit out of him. Like, it just, I would just like to see that interaction. I, I, I feel like I'm going to hell for laughing, but I just want to see the interaction where the little kid does something like out of line, or is like, you're a doo-doo head, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just like, just terrible. It's a good thing she wasn't so threatening that they had to like stomp on her neck until she like died, though. Thank God, right? Right, oh. Oh, sure. 3,000 people to Mace. Who has the time? Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. Fair you enough. Don't have time to subdue everyone with your knee. And I got two oh. knees per cop. They could have got at least a couple hundred <laughs> of them, you know? All right. Let's do the math here. Where you're actually crunching the knee the no. numbers? Oh, no. Okay. I'm just, no, like, that's it. That's like, all. Too soon, sir. Too soon. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> another thing. Uh, Bank of America just pledged $1 billion towards fighting racial injustice. What is that? Yeah. What, what Please is don't that burn really? down our bank. Please don't burn down our bank. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, can... They're like, dog, listen, I know, we, I know we've been hitting you with freaking overdrift. He's like, mug, dude. <laughs> Leave me alone. Here's a bill. Yeah. I don't know. What I is... just, some. I, it's just stuff that people send me. Okay, um, yeah, because I, I want to know, what does that actually mean? It says they're donating $1 billion over the next four years to community programs and small businesses to help address economic and racial inequality that has been brought on by the recent events in COVID-19. Oh, perfect. So it's, kind of, it's, probably, it's probably similar to, yes, I hope that you know all the Black-owned businesses and minority-owned businesses get help, but I hope it's not as like... I hope I hope everyone gets some help, dude. Because it, we're never going to grow as a person and uh, as as people if I don't know, man. Like I just I, I hope everyone gets help because I know I know there's uh it's it's other minorities taking it too, man. I mean I see uh, here in Akron, dude, the the Napolese people, man, they get messed with so bad, dude. Like cops, like you go to the jails now, it's fifty percent Napolese. They're just they don't know what's going on and it's it's sad man it's like uh it's it's systematic racism and it's and it's Ugh. it's really sad but i'm glad someone's stepping up uh shout out to bank of america I still won't get an account from you though yeah you know and i think everybody will agree to an extent i don't care who you are you can be down for whatever cause everybody there's always a little there's always a small bit of racism in everybody i'm even guilty of it you know it's it's like even when during this I won't go to a Chinese restaurant. That's fucking terrible. I know it has nothing to do. You know, I feel I feel terrible on the inside when I won't eat some pork fried rice just because I'm like, I, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has, like, some kind of racism to them. But I think it's important to open those to open those and be, be aware, you know, be woke about the little bit of racism you have because it opens up a conversation and it opens up, like, you know, it opens up and lets you realize that, you know, it's okay to have those things, but it's also to think about other people. Like, nobody's perfect about it. I don't think there's one person in here that can't say at one point in time they might have accidentally done something racist. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's physically impossible. It's there for you, Chris. You're an angel. I know. I, I saw your black Santa Claus. I know. I know what the deal is. <laughs> but besides Chris, I don't think there's anybody here that can... <laughs> I can legitimately say they haven't done something racist, but that's okay. I think it's just being aware of it is the first step in, you know, putting yourself in other people's shoes. And I think that's really important, you know, no matter what we're dealing with. And yeah, Nepalis, they've been dealing with stuff like this for a while now, and it's it's not their fault. 
you know they're here they're here for like reasons and people do not treat them with respect and i've dealt with so many people that go god damn nepali's taking all my taking all our housing and shit i'm like you don't even want the housings they get you well you want to live in fucking brown street in akron no <laughs> i'll give you that house right now let them have your house since you want to bitch about all your housing gone you know what i mean like they're just trying to live like we are or anything like that or just like when we when the whole wall conversation a thousand years ago happened and I have a friend, I'm gonna leave him I'm gonna leave him out of this, I'm not gonna say his name, but he was like, you know, Mexican foreigners, they take all our jobs. Oh, you want a fucking roof for like ten cents a piece? No, you don't want to do any of that shit. If, if that was the case, you would be doing it. Like you're trying you're to not, pick some fruit, bro. Yeah, you're trying to pick some fruit. You're trying to fucking No, we all know that we all know that that's not true. And I hate when people go, foreigners are trying to steal our jobs. You'd never work any of those jobs. I know it. I know it for a fact. So anybody that says that is like full of shit, like a hundred percent. And I think those same people benefit from that cheap labor. Like you're not going to go do that job. And if you were going to do that job, you weren't, you're not going to do it for what they're willing to do it for. So exactly. Go up and you're indirectly benefiting like from that, no matter who you are, like you're benefiting with, with go back like to the grabbing fruit and stuff like fruits cheap because they don't pay shit to the people who do the work to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Straight up and down. And I do like cheap fruit. A uh, little known fact about George Floyd, I don't know if anybody knows, but he actually used to be a rapper in DJ Screwed Up Click down in Houston. Uh, if anybody wants to hear his music, it's uh, the rapper named Big Floyd. Big Floyd. Oh, d Stu, we'll, we'll, we'll put you on that, d Stu. d Stu will be all over that. He's our comic book slash rap expert. So, Yeah. Dave, what do you think of Big part, Floyd? Sure, I'll look into it. <laughs> we'll dig we'll we'll send them in there all right all right well i mean obviously we can talk about whatever you guys want now i mean let me just say how's everybody's week been going i mean terry what's up how's your week been you know we can keep it light we don't have to have the serious convo the whole entire time we're on here what's what's up what's what's, what's terry what's been what's been eating at terry barnes what's terry barnes's week been like none man just busy staying busy you know uh Working, uh, I think I'm booked out until uh, almost the end of July. And, you know, I'm just staying busy, you know. Good. Trying good to get that gym you. again. Do get this quarantine weight off a little bit, man. But, uh, oh, the quarantine weight. Good, I think we're all, we're all getting a little fat from that. Uh, we're all getting, uh, my arms yeah. have turned to like noodles. <laughs> Wait, have you, uh, have you guys been to the gym since it came back? Uh, since no, they opened the up, YMCA is blowing me up every day. Though, like you coming back, dog? <laughs> okay, I want to know what they're doing over there. Like what that's like now. Me and Josh were kickboxing, but his kickboxing class is not very big. It's consistent of like, I think eight people, and they're all sitting pretty far apart doing stretches. Hmm. And there's not physical contact really. We're kicking bags, so and punching yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's a there, yeah. There's but it's very light spark. No one's getting a black eye. No one's like putting anybody in a near naked yeah. joke. Like you know, we're not out from we're not out for the real money. You know what I mean? Like very very light. And they get, they're really good about their sanitation there. Purell's rarely available. They're very clean. Their mats are very clean. They have this weird foot thing you put your feet in to clean your feet from the mat. Like they're very good about. It. I. I really do like the way they do things. Yeah, it's definitely a clean place. We do do jujitsu there as well, and that's you're like chest to chest with people, so that's that's not doing anything for the virus. But 
Yeah, they do. They do sanitize the pads. So. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's the point of that at, at that point? Yeah, I, like, think, I mean it's better than nothing, I guess. Yeah, I think a lot of the. I don't. I don't think fighters really. They're not afraid of a virus, you know. They'll just. I've heard it. a lot of rhetoric about how it's overblown and all this stuff from them in particular. So I think they're just kind of going through the motions to not get the state on their ass. But I, I don't think they're concerned with it. I mean, the one UFC fighter showed up to the pay-per-view with Corona or COVID-19 or whatever. God. So, yeah, that'll give a fuck. That's kind of sad we never got Fight Island. Dude, Again, uh, U-F-C-S-E-A. How fucking brilliant is that? Thank you, John Oliver. <laughs> I want it so bad. It's like the Mortal Kombat Fight Island. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, what cool. is this Fight Island? I don't understand. Like, Dana White registered Fight UFC and... uh he still is like swearing by it. It's going to happen at some point in time. It's an island similar to like the Mortal Kombat island where they're just going to like import all the fighters from the UFC and make them like fight for ESPN Plus. It's going to be amazing. Holy shit. That sounds dope. Oh, I'm going to train even harder now. <laughs> yeah. You're on I don't the next care. One, yeah. I don't care if I lose in the first round. If I get like straight knocked out, I want to be on that island. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like that one random friend that like i, I think it's uh kung lao makes in the first mortal Kombat movie oh, yeah i'm gonna die immediately like, that's fine like Goro in like two seconds <laughs> yeah you're gonna see me on fight island i'm gonna make all these make all these like i'm gonna get all these interviews and talk all this shit next snapped in the first round that's fine i made an impression on you though it was worth talk, it, yeah, yeah d- during my funeral y'all can talk about that but like, damn we was so charismatic on that fucking island he was just he was just waving, pointing at people, making fist motions. He had all the poses down. Yeah. I'm gonna be like the black Johnny Cage of UFC is what <laughs> it's gonna be. Hey man, going down fighting, I mean that's not the worst way to go. No, yeah, so definitely definitely worse ways, like drowning or spiders. Fire or fire. Yeah. There's ton of, I can name a ton of thousand ways. That would be terrible to die. So if you, if you, worst case scenario, you get you get punched or you fall over and land on a stool, million dollar baby style, break your neck. Yeah, those are top, like squeeze on your neck until you pass out and die. <laughs> oh jeez! Oh, ah. I brought down the entire party. Shit. Topical. Um, if I die, I want you guys to start a riot. Yeah, you got uh, it. No matter probably, what, it doesn't matter. I got the. Taste I don't care what you guys just die of like heart failure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I die Josh, of old age. You, you, got the taste, you got the taste for it now. Yeah, man, and I yeah. hear like tear gas builds up. You can build up an immunity to it. So you know, just I feel like four or four or five more rides, so I'm good to go. That's going to be useful when approaching women at the bar once all this is over. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I could be extra creepy now. Hell yeah. Um, you That's know, I'm kind of that immunity. I'm contractually obligated to sing O Danny Boy at Terry's funeral. That's why every time I talk to him, I'm like, how you doing, dog? How's your blood pressure? Staying away from fatty foods? Just trying to make sure that I die first. <laughs> no, it's dust in the wind. Oh, du- oh, I'm sorry. Dust in the Even better. So Way better. Basically, every time we go out now, I'll be like, if we have to order food, I'll be like, Terry will have the salad, and I'll have the cheese lover special. I'm just trying to beat him to the grave, so I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. You know, bro, because it's going down. Oh God, I have a horrible singing voice. That That was like 15 years ago. We told each other we'd do that. (laughs) Horrible singing voice. It's gonna ruin the. It's gonna ruin the whole funeral. I'm telling you, your mom's gonna be so pissed at me because she doesn't even. I don't even think she knows. 
the agreement. So I'm just going to go like, up there. going to be like Joe Exotic singing at his husband's funeral? Pretty much. It's going to be pretty <laughs> much equal equal to or greater than. I'm going to wear I'm a nice... about my balls. That's all I'm saying. That's fine. I'm going to wear a nice suit, nice little... Lowe's get up there, and I'm gonna get up there, and it's just gonna be awful. I'm, everybody's gonna, I'm gonna get immediately thrown out. But whatever you need me to do, I guess. I appreciate that, Rob. Truth, that's what a friend's for, you know. True friendship. God, I remember just any anything. I remember when we were all really in the suits for a while. Uh, Josh, I don't know if you remember that the whole agreement that we were all gonna wear suits because we thought we could bring back suits for a while. Hey man, every time I go out for the night, like on the weekend, I get all my friends together. We all wear suits. It's fucking magical. Yeah, I remember we tried to bring that back for a while. That it didn't work, but we were hot I, as hell. Yeah, I thought we were some sexy motherfuckers trying to bring. You no, know, like temperature wise, like we were sweating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounded good on paper. It really did until it was ninety five with the sun down, and then we were like, "That's why people don't wear suits in the summer." Okay. So uh, let me ask you, Josh. I mean, I already asked Terry. What's your week been like overall? I mean, I, I think I asked you a little bit about it. You've been—I know you've been doing the kickboxing and stuff. Anything, anything noteworthy you want to share or anything? No, not really, man. I'm just, I'm I'm very fortunate that I get to work from home through all this. I get to pretty much make my own schedule for the most part. So it's given me a lot of time to kind of pursue other interests that I haven't been able to really work on as much. So I'm pretty happy. All right, and Chris, what about you? I know you're doubling as a working parent and a daycare at the same time right now. How's your How's your week been? I mean, it's Tuesday, so we've still got most of the week left. That's a good response because but... I thought you were gonna go. I thought you'd be like <laughs> terrible, and I was gonna be like, "Damn, it is Tuesday, sir." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, Tuesday is a bit terrible for some week. Just there's like that's the bad day of the week, but. Today was I'm off on Monday, so I'm just trying to work. Mm-hmm. I got nothing exciting. No, that's fine. I mean, we're these are the times we're in. Most of the time, I'm literally sitting in the house on my switch, or I'm messaging one of you guys. Like, it's just this is just what it's about. We're sitting around. Uh, I saw three car accidents outside of my outside of my uh, house here down the street. And then I saw one random dude get arrested for no reason. He might have drugs in his car. I don't know what that was about. Barry has it on video, apparently. Why three car accidents? I don't know. I'm not by a busy... You all know where I live. I'm not by, like, a busy street. Like, there's no... I don't get... One was really bad, too. I'm pretty sure someone might have died in that one. I don't even... I was just like, Jesus Christ. I don't know. I don't know if people aren't paying attention. That's weird. There's nothing major by my place that people... There's like a twisted tomato. I don't know if someone's in a rush to get a pizza and they're just like sh- just like saying, fuck it, fuck all rules. Yeah. I know since the virus, people have been driving like assholes, too. I know... <laughs> I know there's real, been a real let-up on uh, traffic. People have just been doing whatever the fuck they want traffic-wise. I've seen a lot of street races. Dude, I love seeing these people drive around with their masks on by themselves in their own damn car. That's just the best. Yo, it's ridiculous. It is. I think everybody's officially gone crazy, but it's fine. Also, while I'm here and I have Terry and Josh in here, I'm going to talk about my favorite thing ever uh, because I talk about it at least once a week. And I know Donnie's going to be like, Jesus Christ, Ralph. Have you guys seen Kid Nation yet? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I haven't even heard of it. 
Oh, well, okay. And this goes for you too, Terry. It is a, they have all the it's episodes. It's a pedophile reality show. It's not a pedophile. Listen, they have all the episodes on YouTube. And basically, somebody thought it was a good idea to get a bunch of kids into an abandoned Mexican city and try to revitalize it. And they have to cook, they have to feed themselves, and they have to get their own water resources. And nobody's allowed to help them. All they can do is watch and have no intervention. Sounds like Why are you watching a bunch of kids? Yeah. Terry, let me tell you something. Nothing is better than watching kids having to struggle for food and water. You what? let me ask you something, Terry. Let me ask you this. What do you think? It's a correct what, reaction. How do you think a meal cooked by an eight-year-old to an eleven-year-old is gonna taste? There's Fucking a reason terrible. why there's a reason why why, you know, uh we're not like birds and give birth to our young and throw them out of a tree, bro. We're, oh, we're, oh, I know. We're a self. We're, listen, we're a self-sustaining society because we we nurture our young. We're mammals, you know. what I'm saying, bro. Like, oh, I get it. The, apparently, the people who ran the show did not because the only intervention they were allowed to do is somebody. There was a person who was in charge to make sure the kids didn't die of dehydration. Other than that, yeah, I'll never watch that, bro. I'm gonna be oh, honest. it's a great, it's fantastic. I recommend it to everybody here. They have their own money system. I was, they, huh? I was gonna say to Ralph's uh, defense, this was a show that Fox put out. I think back in the day, I remember watching it when I was younger. Like, totally real. Like a legit company put it out. Oh yeah. <laughs> when they won yeah, challenges, they also did Amish Mafia. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, Not I'm, every I idea is a good idea. I loved Amish Mafia. That was my jam. That was, that was actually the- my uh, when I was younger and I got locked up for the first time. That's what uh, that's what the older guys were calling me because I had a real thick beard. Remember that beard I had? Yeah. They used to call me. They used to call me Amish Mafia, and uh, I, I hated that show ever since, dude. Because I'm not <laughs> Amish at all. Also, shout out yeah. to the Dave, Amish. Do you like Duck they're Dynasty? The real, they're the dude, real shout heroes. out to the Amish, bro. Give yeah. them their flowers, dude. They're they're at every uh, social justice and, and racial rally, dude. Singing gospel, holding signs, dude. You know they they even broke up that clan rally last year, dude. They did. You know hey, the, here's the Amish have zero fucks to give because what are you gonna do, dude? What are you gonna do? Put them in a cell with with electricity, bro? They ain't used to that shit. That's like going to a hotel, dog. Said <laughs> facts. Um, and I'm gonna ask you all a question. How the fuck do they hear about these things? Is what I don't understand. They they well, they have their fingertip on the pulse of society. Me, I don't know how they get news. You want me to be honest, the Amish in Ohio, at least in Middlefield, the biggest meth bust ever was because of a of the Amish. They uh they were buying pounds upon pounds upon pounds of meth. And the Amish kick it, dude. They're, and that, why do you think they can do a roof in like that would take any normal roofing crew like 12 hours? Why do you think they can do a roof in three hours and they got 14-year-olds doing it? Like these boys are tweaked out and they're ready to go, dude. I'm terrified, to be honest with you. I hear, you know, I hear I hear sounds of hooves, dude. I know shit's about to go down. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the Amish get their news, but they're there. They're there. I think they're there before anybody else half the time. They're just ready. They're ready to go. They're ready to. I, I, I'm impressed. I'm just impressed. That's all. I'm just like, holy shit. Well, shit, with yeah. their horse and buggies, they have to leave like a week early. <laughs> this is true. And it's Actually, like. I had a buddy that used to transport the Amish. That was his whole job. He used to drive around in those big vans. 
and and transport like tr- take them to like stores like the Meta Knights. I think that's what they're called. The ones that use uh, yeah. technology too. His whole job was just picking up Meta Knights, dude, and taking them to buy cigarettes and booze and going to grocery stores and shit. Like so, they probably called up their taxi driver, dude, their little Uber Lyft, dude. You know, put on their put on their best, uh, you know, handkerchiefs and uh, beard straighteners, dude, and went to town. You know what I'm saying? I I like to imagine that there's a there's a guy out there who's like really really close, like sit close with the Amish community. And he just lets them gives them updates, and they just sit around and listen to him. They're, they're just about oh this 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 is what happened with Flo- George, you know, with Floyd, and they're just like what that's outrageous, and they just like <laughs> there's just like this one guy who's like super linked to the Amish community and just hangs out there, fills them in they on these. Blow the candles out at the same time and dip. Yeah, they they have uh, some kind of different rules when it comes to like their businesses. I used to go out to Irish country all the time with my dad. He was a window installer, and I would help him sometimes. And you go out to the Amish, and like they don't have any obviously any technology in their homes and stuff, but in their businesses, they'll at least have a phone. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And they have no child labor laws either. Yeah, and this was in the '90s. They might even have fucking pagers by now. Who knows? That is true. We are, <laughs> how does it? I wonder if technology is allowed to develop as time goes on in the Amish community. Like, where where are they now? Maybe they got their That's first. That's all the phones. AOL CDs went, dude, for free AOL. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they decided that. Like eighteen ten, that that was the perfect amount of technology. <laughs> <laughs> Some real cool shit happened, dude. And they're like, you know what? This is this is fine. The cotton gin, we can understand that, but you started adding like gears and shit. I don't, eh, eh, that's the devil. That's the devil right there. I think Dave Chappelle said the best. He's like, he was making fun of the Amish people. He's like, you don't even know what the weather's going to be like tomorrow, but I do. <laughs> like, just like stupid shit like that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's from like Ohio, so he probably he probably knows. Yeah. That shit. Oh, yeah. Down, he's from like down by Amish country, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think he has a farm. Yeah, like down in Middlefield's the the largest uh, Amish population in northeastern America, Middlefield, Ohio. If you actually get a time to go down there, dude, they got some pretty cool shops, and it's there's always yard sales going. You find some. I, I bought a crossbow for fifteen bucks. It's pretty That's sweet, deal. dude. It was a it was a two hundred dollar crossbow, and he just had it out there fifteen dollars. I said, take my money, bro. I don't know nice. where you got a crossbow from, but I'll take it. Uh, I had a guy. I had a guy that bought a rocket launcher. I believe it was from Amish people. They had no rockets, just a rocket yeah, launcher. I, I know yep. that man. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. I've seen that rocket launcher. Yeah, oh, man. So. That's kind of like how they had the National Guard out, like for these protests and riots and stuff. And they sent them out there. They didn't even have fucking magazines, let alone ammo. They're walking around with M16s that have no nothing in them. Like, what's the point of that? Really? I think they used rubber yeah. bullets, though. Yeah, I thought. See, I thought it was a rubber bullet ordeal too. Yeah, there's a, there's pictures of the National Guard out there that don't even have magazines in their guns. Oh, oh well, that's that. like, well, yeah, it's probably just a fear tactic. What happens Photoshop. if people don't buy it? You know, I mean, eventually, well, someone, I, left, someone yeah. just takes one person. The National Guard. It takes person one one person to go like, there's there's no magazines in those guns, and then they're fucked, right? Uh, that yeah. reminds me of that scene from Tropic Thunder. Remember when they're, they're he's like, I'm a lead farmer, and they're like shooting him <laughs> up, and then all of a sudden they're like, hold on, they're not really shooting anything, and then they were <laughs> freaking out. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but that would still disperse a crowd in a fucking hurry, though. 
Oh yeah, I even if they were fake bullets, if if a, if a military dude's like, <laughs> I can't take it, just start fake spraying, but they sounded real. Oh, I'd fucking be bol- bolting. <laughs> like they fire, but they have to make the sounds themselves. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, I, so Chris, with my with my newfound training, how do you feel that I'm going to be the the Dan Habiki of Fight Island? Are you ready to watch me shine when the time comes? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to watch you fight Gore. I think you'll make it all the way personally. Thank you. That I like that vote of confidence. You're going to wear a Ralph a Ralph shirt if I make a shirt with me on it. Give me a thumbs up. Signs, shirts, everything. I'll support you 100. percent I'm going to make Terry. Your, can I have your stuff when he tears your arms off, though? You have my magic collection because I know you'll nice. take care of it. That's nice. that's pretty expensive. That's enough there, Terry. I'm just gonna make you straight wear whatever clothes I make you. I'm just gonna make you wear them in case I die. I'll be like, here you go. This is Ralph Fan paraphernalia. You have to wear them. Not even an option. What's your fight name? I have no idea. What do you guys? Hey, I'll tell you what. You guys can vote on my fight name, and that's what I'll make it from here on out, regardless. Wreck it, Ralph. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. Wreck it, Ralph. Okay. Okay. That's good. Hey, fellas, there I gotta get going, man. I got work in the morning. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for hanging out for a little bit. We do appreciate you. All right, fellas. It was a pleasure, man. All, All right. Thank All you. Right. There we go. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. Regardless to what I do fighting wise, that'll be I'll make it, I'll make it, I'll make my own nickname popular over time. I'll move up in the ranks. Shit, that's how you should introduce yourself from now on. That's fine. That's what I'm going to do. Even though they'll laugh because I'm out of shape and I'm going to die in like the first 30 minutes of training, but they'll be like, oh yeah, Wrecking Ralph Fergoza, but that's what I'm doing. I'm committed now. Follow your dreams. I almost thought about doing a training a training video so you guys could see how spry I am in the gym, but I was like, I don't feel like crying myself to sleep tonight. So. <laughs> You're way ahead of all the people who are still stuck on their couches. True. Yeah, that's Thank you for... Patreon, Patreons want yeah, watch me fail miserably in fighting. That's yeah, that's I'm sure they do actually. You're their inspiration, god damn it. Don't talk about yourself that way. I hear Barry laughing downstairs because I don't know <laughs> I don't know if it's from what I said or if it's from something she's watching. Maybe she's watching some of that great kid nation. She's watching the training videos. <laughs> she's probably watching my training videos. <laughs> yeah, Kid Nation is more sad than hilarious. Yeah, that's not funny. <laughs> How about that ninety day fiance though? Oh man, that is a gem. I recommend that to everybody here. Ninety Fiance is so fucking dope. Oh, that's my guilty pleasure right there. I go watch that all damn day. I'm new. I just started. I'm from the beginning, so I don't know. I'm not even caught up to like uh, that guy who's dating that uh, the big dude, whatever his name is. I got introduced to the show. I was dating a girl that lived in Norwalk, and she like went to high school with the the woman. Like the kids from the woman that was in uh, Norwalk, Ohio. She had that uh, Muhammad, the guy that came over from uh, somewhere over there. She's just like this big woman that was like so desperate, like for him, and like he wouldn't even kiss her on his wedding day. Did she? Did he? Is this the one that said her vagina smells bad? I don't know. He was the one that dipped like when their electricity got shut out. Damn. Like he was kind of an asshole, but I also kind of felt what he was saying and like i came out all the way across the world for you and like you don't even got, you don't even got your lights on like, Wait, so this is like a mail order bride or groom tv show 
I, it's kind of, yeah. It's like people bringing over people on the H-1 visa, which gives them 90 days to marry them or else they have to leave the country. But it's interesting because you always think like, you know, these people are just coming over for the money. But it, like 90% of these people, like the, the Americans are like the way worse ones out of the equation. And you end up kind of sympathizing with these people. I think what well, they go over to their place and then they come back here. I like yeah. when they go over. I like when they go over there because people live so horrible. Like in our guest bedroom, we have a mattress, and it's it's a night. It's made up, but there's no box spring on there, whatever. But that would still be better than sleeping in a hut with rats. Do you know what I mean? Like some of these people sleep like in horrible conditions every day, and they're like, "This is my home." <laughs> I'm just like, that's when they see how desperate they are for like a slight improvement in their life. And that's when they realize, oh, I can just fucking destroy them and nothing will come back on me. So, yeah, I'll go for it. Be a full asshole to them. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't want to sound like some kind of male pig. But if I uh, if I'm paying for your visa and I'm giving you basically a five star hotel compared to the hut you live in, you're at least going to give me a hand job before this like goes south. <laughs> like <laughs> if I have to if I have to sleep in a mud hut. You're going to at least touch it. Like that's that's we don't have to go all the way, but something is it's go something's going down. Someone's getting skeeted on before the before the trip's over. If I have to sleep in a mud hut, Those yeah, that is the unspoken over. agreement, right? Like, obviously you're way out of my league, but I'm bringing you out of your bad situation. So you know, tit for tat. Yeah, I know that sounds terrible. I know on levels that sounds horrible, and I'm sure one day when I become established in life. This podcast will bite me in the ass. I'll get canceled, <laughs> but that's that's fine. I'm fine no with one, that because no one listens to this show, you're safe, dude. Come on, <laughs> we know better. But I, I'm just saying, if I go through all that, I sleep in a mud hut, a rat touches my face, or I fucking have to sleep in a bed full of bugs or something, you're going to at least give me a hand job. That's it. That's all I require. The rest, you want your visa after that? That's fine. But goddamn, right. if I do all that, like that's the least you could do. Whisper my ear while you're because yeah, you're always I doing a hand so. job. I would demand a lot more than just that. <laughs> right, exactly. I think I'm being a like a saint, honestly. Yeah, yeah. You're coming. You're coming out smelling like roses on this one. <laughs> <laughs> like some of these guys. Like I heard about the fat dude with no neck, no neck, head, head. Yeah. no neck head. He went to go visit this chick, and I've where's she from? The Philippines, right? Yeah. And the Philippines have a lot of problems already. We can get into that in a whole separate podcast because there's a lot going on there. But the Philippines are just terrible. And her house, I saw what her house looked like. There's like rats everywhere. She has a kid. All right, so that's no already like yeah. She has a kid. Uh, there's rats everywhere. And he had to sleep in that. He had to sleep in that. If I was no neck Ed, I'd be like, you're gonna touch no neck Ed Junior. Tonight, because that's the only way I'm going to be able to sleep in these conditions. I think he could have handled it better. I think he spent the whole time in their house just insulting everything. Like the first thing he said when they walked in, they're like, "What do you think?" He's like, "Where's the windows, dude? You see that they don't have windows? Why are you going to ask? We think they're out for repair." <laughs> well, he has money, and I think he's never seen like I think he's one of those people that have never seen like a impoverished area before. You know what I mean? I mean, I've never been in a tin shack either, but I'm not going to be like this. This 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 shack of shit, bro. Like, I'm going to be cool about it. 
<laughs> I might do it to lord over somebody because I'm already poor, so it made me feel a little better. I'm like, look at these fucking peasants. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> You're like the me from back home, only like yeah. better shit. And if you really had so much damn money, he could have just bought him a new roof. Couldn't have cost that much there. Oh, probably Penny said I could have bought them a new roof. Right. I'm broke as hell. I could probably have done that for them. Well, what I don't really get is the sister owned a store. I know a little bit about him. I, like I said, I'm still starting. I'm trying to start from the beginning. He would give the sister money for the store they owned, but it, it just didn't make any sense. He was dishing out all this money, but well, they weren't even like. I will clarify that she asked him for $75. Oh, that's it? Yeah, and wow. he had already spent spent $5,000 sending over gifts for himself to Rose, like thousand thread count sheets because he can't sleep on cheap sheets and like yeah, lingerie for her to wear and all this shit. It's just like he didn't send anything over for that her, like a George Foreman grill so that he could eat you know, not their <laughs> cooking. Like What? Yeah, I don't oh, think he wait. actually sent anything that was actually for her. It was just to make his life more comfortable while he was visiting. We may need to do a podcast on my man No Neckhead. Oh, in that sure. situation. That's hedging your bets. You want to start spending over, sending over money to the sister just in case it doesn't work out with like the one so, you're kind of fake Mary? Yeah, I mean you send over that's a that's a power move. I mean you can always you can always take the sister, I guess. But that's seventy five dollars, right. yeah. That's a cheap way to win over the family, you know. Very, very cheap way. If somebody told me, you know, I've been married for eight years. If somebody told me I can win the whole family over $75, I'd do it right now. Right? Yeah. It's like, I don't have to deal with any bullshit for the rest of our relationship. Done. Absolutely Eel. done. I don't know about you guys, but if we go to the Philippines, we're going to have a great time. I mean, sure. I heard a, a five-star hotel there is uh, is the American equivalent to 30 bucks a night. That sounds amazing. We can definitely afford that. Yeah, I was looking it's at like cheap. training in Thailand, and you can go there and stay for at like a a huge like a yokao gym or something like that. You can train with like some of the best Muay Thai fighters in the world, and you can stay there for like four hundred a week, and that's like with training, with lodging, with food, like everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, in America, that'd be thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, you spend four hundred a night just to stay in a hotel here in like a big city, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think they did a uh, a whole thing about Thailand or about Thailand, and they said like there's you could buy everybody a bowl of ramen for like under like three dollars, like in the whole entire in this whole, in this one restaurant if you wanted to, or you could buy everybody a bottle of alcohol for like less than eighty two cents. I'm like, this is fantastic. That's what we really should do. We should just take drafts, have black tongues, and go international. There we go. Pick a place. Pick a place on the map since day one, man. Yeah, we we've always been international because I've been yeah. in China. China, China has been trying yeah. to like exploit us over there. Yeah, really? What I didn't get this news. I would have went. Well, not now, but I would have went. Well, he wasn't. No, no, he wasn't going to export us. He was just trying to like blow us up over there by forcing his like twelve year old kids to listen to our show to teach them English. <laughs> oh, so download their show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone download it. I don't give a fuck if you listen to it. Download it. That was the only homework assignment he gave for the entire year. Yeah. I just Good want to believe man. Ralph Ralph 
this huge star over there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would love that. If I was just such a big deal over there, and I had no idea. Would be cool. Anyway, let's on that note, why don't we go ahead and start wrapping things up here? I'm gonna have a lot to edit. No, that's that's fine. All right. All right, well <laughs> that's it for Jurassic. You have nothing to edit, man. All right, I'll just put it out right after yeah. we do that. Live. Live. Right. That's it for Giraffes Top Black Tongues. I'm Ralph. I'm Dave. I'm Donnie. And uh before we go, uh Josh, if you want to throw some plugs out there, please do. Please do. Yeah, sure. My name is Josh Willard. I'm a photographer. You can follow me at jmw.nef on Instagram. Anywhere else? Nope. Okay. Fuck. All okay. right. Cool. Uh, Mr. Phillips, anywhere anywhere you want people to chat chat with you, reach out to you. If they have any any questions or any, any what, if they just want to pick your brain. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'll just trust Donnie to to link me. I don't have anything really to. Plug. What am I going to link if you don't have anything to plug? My Hold social on. media. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay, okay. Located it before, like a week ago. It'll all be Kirk. Oh, okay. I'll just do the Twitter thing then. Same all with right, Terry's gotcha. like uh, Facebook page. All right, that's right. You are on Twitter. I don't go on Twitter often. Me either. I, you know, I feel bad because we have a Twitter and we're supposed to be active and responsible. But we are not doing any of those things on that Twitter. It's my Twitter's so empty and it, my only friend is giraffes have black tongues and I'm like, "Damn, Ralph, you need to step it. I need to make a fr- I need to make like a viral friend somehow." Yeah, Dave carries the Twitter. The heavy presence. Dave has the presence on there. That's right. And Instagram, I just used to be a creep. I just follow, I just watch. I don't talk. <laughs> I just I literally just watch nothing else. That's, Super creepy that's on Instagram. For Instagram, isn't it? Did you guys know that Ralph had an Instagram? I knew I knew Ralph for like ten years before I found out he had an Instagram. That's that's how bad it, it was. Just, it just slipped one night. Like we were all drinking, and he like referenced somebody's Instagram post, and like he'd been like watching us. Wow. I, I just didn't. I don't, I don't trust the man anymore. I was really upset that I let that slip too. I was just drunk and having a good time, and Chris was like, "What Instagram?" And I was like, "Oh God damn it!" So now it's just common knowledge. Uh, it's No Face, <laughs> King Nig, is what it's Whoa. called. Uh, yeah, like so if you ever, yeah, so if you ever see a faceless figure named King Nig, that's, that's just me spying on you, seeing what you're doing in life, not responding. Right. Well, anyway, follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm. Add these to the god. All right, well, that's it for oh. us. And, uh, <laughs> Wait, Dave guys... and I are playing chicken, I think, here. Hold on. You already know I'm not in a position to say God that. God damn it, you motherfucker. <laughs> All right, follow us on the internet at GiraffesHBTPod. Go to patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues. And for the music, go to soundcloud.com slash DJ Von Mir. All right, you stay classy, America. Bye.